Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL Show on the KSL Sports Network. This is your host, Andy Munoz, uh, coming to you from my car. So if there's some background noise, that's exactly what it is. I'm in a vehicle. Uh, oh, by the way, I bought a new car. I bought a Jeep uh, from Ken Garf. Uh, those guys were incredible. This is not a paid ad. However, uh, they, they work with KSL employees and all that. So thanks, KSL. Uh, great car. Love it. Um, already took it off-roading, kind of. Uh, let's see. Aside from that... Uh, today's episode is going to include a interview with Pablo Mastroeni. Uh, Tom Hackett and I went out there. We spoke to him. Uh, Pablo opens up about the draw at home. Uh, they talk a little bit about the tactics. And also they preview the upcoming match as well too. Uh, some cool observations from training. Uh, Danny Masovsky is now training with Real Salt Lake. Um, maybe that's going to open up the gates here to minute soon. Uh, and then also overheard that either, I can't remember if it was Brian Ojeda or Brian Ovedo, uh, who is uh, who actually arrived uh, yesterday at midnight and is going through uh, medical. Um, we'll leave that up to mystery. You guys can, you know, 50-50, uh, you guys can decide who that might be. Before we start the episode, we want to shout out Brian Dunseth and Will Raider. Uh, as you guys have seen, they are hosting what's called the Dunny Experience. Uh, kids from 8 to 18 can go out to the Zions Bank Real Academy for 100 bucks, get a four-hour session split over two days so it's two hours on the 22nd which is already done and over with and then two hours on August 29th um, they get to train with a pro and get to train with uh, licensed coaches and then not to mention there's appearances from former and current players uh, most notably Justin Glad they gave us five passes to gift out uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to say that we were able to gift all of the five passes out to the youth here in Salt Lake City. So, again, thanks, Brian, and thanks, uh, Will Raider, for that. All right, let's go ahead and get the show started. Thanks for the continued support. Uh, we work hard to bring you the content, so here you go. Uh, Pablo, you've had a few days now to kind of go over the film, I imagine, look back on um, on the game. We're going to come to Friday's session as well, so Friday will probably be more of a lead-up to FC Dallas, although I may have some questions for you today. But uh, upon reflection, what um, what comments do you have regarding the performance? No, I think, um, you know, I think we're at the time of the season where um, there's really no home field advantage. I think the home teams feel a lot of pressure of trying to get the three points, and visiting teams are coming in and, and, and playing as if they're at home. And so I think what you're seeing at this point of the season is really two teams compete. And I think for us, 
Um, I think we achieved what we wanted was getting behind their back line, knowing that they were going to push up. Um, and I think we had two or three really good chances on goal that didn't go in. Um, and I think, you know, goals change games. Um, and I think we got on the front foot. Um, but towards the end, I think we kind of fell back a little bit. And that's something that we addressed as a group today. And uh, being able to be compact defensively, but not cede so much territory. Um, and then at the end of the game, a uh, uh, day, I think the game was decided by, by one play where we were actually in a great defensive shape. Um, and it was just a, a missed mark. So um, games at this point, season can go either way. The most important thing is that we continue to improve and continue to fine-tune that, that, that mindset that is needed when you have the lead and you're trying to see the game out. I thought you made an interesting comment post-game where you talked about um, playing five in the back, the reasons behind doing that. You were playing quite deep. I, I was thinking the other day, you know, when players on the pitch see you make a substitution, bringing off a, an attacking player for a centre-back and, and going five across the back, do you think that has any role in, um, in them then maybe becoming too comfortable getting deeper and deeper as the minutes go by and the game gets longer? 100%. Not that I, I'm not trying to say you're to blame for no, the result, no, no. but I, I, I do wonder. I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. That is a real thing. Um, and, and I think the, 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 the part that we'll focus on is we don't want it five flat in the back. Sometimes they're going to, again, if they send both their outside backs forward, they're going to flatten us out. But how do we take that disadvantage momentarily to gain an advantage going the other way when we win it. And I think that's really the, the issue. Because last year, we played three in the back. And it ended up, we, we scored a bunch of goals, but we ended up conceding quite a bit. The last couple of games when we've played it, it's been five. Not because anything's changed, but because of the momentum and the scoreline. You're, you're holding the lead. So naturally, you want to defend what you already have. And so we talked about it this morning with the group um, about exactly what you just said how the decision to bring on a center back naturally from a psychological perspective makes a team drop in deeper because you're taking an attacking player and you're putting them on the back line and then what that what does that do to the opposing team as well it's it's they're saying okay here's our chance and so two things have to happen either one you got to be stout defensively and and not give anything up Uh, and more importantly can you find your moments in transition um or it, it's not going to work. So we, we we got two options. Either we don't go back into that or we go back into that and do a better job or we stay in a four. It's interesting. It's kind of like a, a silent message, I guess. But the other thing worth noting, I don't know fans, I don't know if all fans are all that educated necessarily, but a five in the back can turn into a three in the back pretty quickly. So so to say, 100%. talk about all the five, 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 when right. you get the ball, it can go to three pretty quick and you have a lot of numbers. For. 100%. And there's also moments that I could show you when we were in a four that we were playing with six in the back. Right. So it's, it, it, it's, and that's what I'm saying is, but it does have a psychological impact when you see that. And that is real. And so if you know that, how do you, how do you as a group now flip the switch saying, okay, we're going to be, they're going to be throwing balls into the box. And this is why we have another center back. We're not throwing a center back in here because we want to stay back here. How do we go from this deep position and now move into a, a, a mid block and more importantly, win the ball and, and, and break and then, the decisions that we've made, and this is another part of that, is once you do break, it's not not every chance is a goal-scoring opportunity. Now we're breaking just to move the team up the field and build our own perimeter in our attacking third and make them chase the ball around a little bit. So it doesn't have to be defensive, although in, in the last game it was. Yeah, 
interesting. Um, so this is a fascinating game, uh, and we'll talk more about it Friday, but I do want to, I guess, ask, you go on to FC Dallas, uh, road game in Texas this time of year, hot and muggy. It's a pretty important game, though, so you don't have... you. Well, I don't know, do you have the luxury of, like, not playing Jasper because he's played so many games and you're concerned about his rookie year and... But he could probably do with a game off, but this probably isn't the game, even though maybe it should be. I mean, where do you sit with all that? This is such a pivotal game, but it's in such a difficult part of the world to play the game in. Yeah, I think the next two games are against teams that are floating right around where we are in the table. And I don't think this is a time where you can, you know, you you play the first game full go. You see how everyone recovers, and you go full again on Wednesday. Um, And then you decide what happens for Sunday, given the condition of everyone else. But I, I don't think this is a game where you start thinking about tomorrow. There's, there's, it's this game. This is the most important game that we have. So we'll, we're, we're, we're going to go for it. We have no other choice. Interesting. Um, Danny Masovsky, first training session, I think, mm-hmm. um, for him since coming. Uh, I, went, I would like to ask you about that. And then I reckon Bobby Woods just around the corner, mm-hmm. uh, a couple days out from joining the main group. So um, two welcome additions, I imagine. What did you see from Danny today? Yeah, I think uh, he he had some really good movements. Um, you know, I think he's a uh, he, his timing of his runs is really good, um, and he's always threatening the back line, which is something that uh, you know I think we've we've really lacked since uh, Bobby and, and, and Dami even um, have have left the group. And, and I think Serge has done a really good job of, of that recently. But uh, I think his movement off the ball is really good, and he's got a nose for goal. And I think today uh, he had one. Uh, in the small side of the game, which is great to see. But I think he still needs that game fitness and that game sharpness. Um, so whilst it's great to have him, you know, I think the next uh, few days will be really important for his adaptation to the to the pace of the game. Yeah, okay, so um, people, fans, are, you know, itching to just see Dammy back, to have Bobby back, to see what Danny Masovsky can bring. And then the other, the other two Bryans that last name seem to be exactly the same. So I'm not even going to try and pretend to pronounce them. But... They want to see him play, right? But um, you're coming up to playoffs. First of all, I think there's eight league games left, nine with the League's Cup. So you're running out of time to get the minutes in the regular season. Regular season games are starting to become more and more impactful on the, the end result. They're, gonna, they're not going to start like that. When Dami comes back, he's going to come off the bench. Eventually he will start. I mean, how long do you think you're looking at? Is it... It's an impossible question. question. I I think some guys are naturally fitter than others. Like in Danny's case, you know, I don't know. This is one of his first major muscle injuries. So, and he's been out for about six weeks. I mean, it usually takes quite some time to get up to game speed. Now, can he go on the field and, and do his best for 15 minutes? Absolutely. Um, But, but I think to your point, this is not really a time to be gaining fitness in games, there's just too much on the line to be doing that. Although, we're going to have to do that with with all these guys. Um, and so, uh, we're, we've we've started uh, the conversation with our strength and conditioning coach. Is there extra sessions? Is there um, ways to manipulate real game scenarios? And at the end of the day, there's not because when you release the amount of adrenaline and hormones that you do in a game, that can't be mimicked, and that is a part of your fitness as well, um, because that has a knockdown effect on something else in the body. And so, unfortunately, we're just going to have to see how they come in and provide the most competitive environment in training um, so that they can hopefully adapt sooner than later. Last question, and uh, I think you're going to love it. Um, I actually think you're going to hate it, but I'm going to ask you. Um, hindsight's 2020. You just underwent your first kind of transfer window with the front office. 
Uh, and we're talking about kind of when we're bringing these players in and late in the season. If you could do it all over again, I think is is the lesson that you've learned. And I'm speaking for you, so please tell me I'm I'm, I'm wrong. You just you you would like to sign them earlier in the window as opposed to two days to go or whenever it was yeah no I think that's uh that's the big takeaway from this window um and I think everyone in the club is is in agreement on that um you know and and it's always you know new ownership there's a lot of moving pieces right um and 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 getting that all aligned so uh it it wasn't from a, a a lack of understanding there was just a lot of different mechanisms in place um that that uh delayed the the signing of the, of the players and so um as a collective as a club i think we're well aware that uh signing the players at the beginning of the window is is necessary um and hopefully having them already lined up before the window right. even opens so you sign them on day one and they're here within a week and a half and that way they, they'd already have probably three or four games under their belt kind of like what um lafc did lafc but uh cucho hernandez for yep. columbus as well yep i'll try to find 10 million for you I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.